Hi, and welcome everyone to the 131 episode of CM Rocks. Today, I have two guests with me. I have Andrew Bibby from Proxima Free and Marlin Matnes from Makotra to talk to me about directions review. Let me introduce Andrew Bibby is a part of the team of expert at Proximo, a specialist Microsoft consulting company. He is a passionate believer in applying change management to Serum products and a certified Prosky practitioner. He has been a Microsoft Business Applications MVP specializing in Dynamics 365 and Power Platform since 2017. And also, Andrew had his own podcast. (laughs) (laughs) A while ago, yeah. And welcome, Marlene Matnes. She is passionate about helping businesses succeed in their ever-evolving world of marketing and CRM with over decades of hands-on experience in Dynamics 365 marketing and CRM. She has worn multiple hats as a CRM user, consultant, and trainer. In 2019, she had the honor of being recognized as a Microsoft Most Valuable Professional and became a certified trainer in 2020. Welcome for the first time, Andrew, and welcome back for the third time, Marlin. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, appreciate it. How are you today, Andrew? Very well. Yes, it is uh, in the evening for me, uh, as it is for you, I suppose. (laughs) Uh, It's been a long day, busy day, but uh, yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Yeah. How are you, Marlin? I have COVID, so not as good as Bibi here, but uh, I'm uh, so if I if I sound a bit different, it's because of COVID. I've been down now for a week, and it's it's not going uh, going anywhere. It seems so. Um, uh, but uh, that's life. But I did not attend directions. So I will be asking the questions and grilling the two of you about directions. Um, so first of all, do, who of you want to explain what directions is, Bibi? I'll go. Yeah, so directions, the full title, Directions for Partners EMEA 2023, is a conference that was held in Lyon last week. So what would that be? Start of November. And it's primarily for Business Central partners, and it's actually only partners and ISVs that go to it. So ISVs that build add-ons for the Business Central ecosystem primarily. Um, But they have introduced in the last couple of years just a small amount of um, Dynamics 365 sales and also Power Platform because uh, Power Platform and Business Central, that's quite a big push for Microsoft at the moment, um, particularly this year. They, that's getting some real focus. So I think there was a, maybe 20% of the sessions were on Dynamics 365 sales or Power Platform, particularly Power Automate. That seems to be really popular, actually. Nice. And you had a session there. I did. I did. So I did a session on Dynamics 365 sales for business central people to kind of explain what it is and, uh, you know, compare and contrast because actually business central has some CRM functionality. So kind of talking about why would you buy Dynamics 365 sales? Yeah, it was good. It was, it got, I got some good feedback and uh, people seem to appreciate it, but it's a massive conference. It's 3000 people 
only from partners uh, that do Business Central and people like me and Marcus and some ISVs <laughs> as well. But yeah, big conference, very kind of corporate, I would say, rather than community, which is a bit more what we used to. But yeah, they had like a hundred sponsors, big expo hall, three days long. There was something like, I want to say, 15 sessions on at once. There's okay. lots of choice, maybe 12 sessions on at once, but, you know, it's packed, packed agenda. That's a lot. Yeah. And you, Marcus, you attended with your colleagues. Yeah. So I was just an attendee to try to learn how to integrate BC, Business Central, to Dataverse, to learn about how you can do it with both Power Platform, if you have Dataverse without Dynamics, and if you have Sales and Customer Service coupled with it so that's why i attended and of course power automate was a big thing there i i talked to um mary myers uh at uh, mppc in vegas and she's doing sessions on business central and power automate and she's she's doing really really well with that and i, I really think that's a big market and the BC is normally kept a bit on the side of everything else that is dynamics. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, but it was a good conference. It was, yeah. And and just to pick up on that point, so what uh, from coming from my background and our background with with CRM and customer engagement, we kind of think of BC as this little thing on the side over here, whereas it's the other way around for those guys. They do BC and then everything else is kind of on the side. Power Platform is just this thing over here. And they call Dynamics Dynamics, but they mean Dynamics Business Central or yeah, well, <laughs> finance or operations. Um, whereas we call it Dynamics and it actually we're talking about the real Dynamics. <laughs> the CRM, <laughs> the customer engagement stuff. So that was an eye-opener as well. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to go is to um, kind of find out more about that world which is massive much much bigger than i expected yeah it's i i actually used well back when it was called uh, nav um so i've been a user of what is now known as business central so we need the money but we also need the sales part of it all yeah <laughs> so much because did you learn how to integrate it yeah and uh... That was one of the things that that was really easy. Most of that was like a solved problem. So Microsoft had a lot of session and other people had other sessions, how to extract data from Business Central into Dataverse, either with the new data flows or with the built-in synchronization. So I learned a ton about that and options for one to do each thing, <laughs> but also together with the Power Automate stuff that it's not very easy to build things in BC, but it's a lot of heck easier to build things in Dataverse. So I learned a lot that if you want to do these small kind of companion apps, those are really efficient to build in Dataverse Canvas apps and then just stick them to the users and say, hey, here's a thing that you can use. And if you want to automate things that not really built into the platform in BC, well, Power Automate is pretty darn good at automating stuff. Hmm. Yeah. Are either of you considering changing sides? 
No. No. <laughs> Both of us. This is not. We use it in, internally at our company, but it's just too different. I just can't get used to it very much. Uh, it takes me ages to find anything. <laughs> and yeah. And no. The finance aspect of it all. Yeah. 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 You need to be know some numbers and be good at yeah. some financial things. I would like to point out, though, that the search functionality in BC is really good. If you know the thing that you're looking for, I want to know customers. You hit the search and you search for customers, and then there is, okay, list the customers. That's You can't really search for terms like that. You can search for data in Dataverse, but you can't search for, I'm looking for contacts. That kind of thing doesn't exist. So I was really impressed to learn okay, search can actually be improved here. Yeah, for sure, because you can search and it will bring up tutorials yeah. and help and guides and things like that, Yeah, rather than just, like you said, just data. Yeah, so mm. I'm, I'm looking for a system setup, and I have no idea where it's actually located in the system, but I know how to go there because I always go to search, just a system setup, yeah, go, go to the guides. Good. <laughs> so... Yeah, hmm. but otherwise it's it is like Dynamics. It it has a database, sure. It's not the dataverse database, but it has a database, right? So it's kind of the same, but still not. <laughs> it runs in the web browser. You can see it's got a security model. Yeah, yeah, it works on different devices, things like that. Yeah, there's a lot of similarities. It's just. Also quite different. And like you say, Marlon, you need to have some background in finance or, or maybe accounting, bookkeeping to kind of know what to do with it. Yeah. Well, it, it could be warehouse. It could be logistics. It could True. be mm. a lot of things in BC that I wasn't quite aware of. But the interesting thing for me was, well, with integrations, they quite can overlap or or cooperate really good because those things that BC does, the, the sales and customer service, marketing, those kind of things, they don't really do any finance at all. So you don't want to do you don't want to <laughs> yeah. do that there. It's not built for that stuff. So those kind of transactions, it's really good to have a dedicated system for that. Yeah. For sure. So so I, I think it's it's really good, especially for perhaps the did they call it SMB, small medium business bid mid what's it called? Small medium sized business. So yeah, SMB. Yeah. Microsoft also have this SMC, which I can never remember what that is. I think they're slightly above SMB and below enterprise. <laughs> anyway. So that's Small, medium corporations and not businesses. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, so always interesting. But, I mean, it's it's very interesting for for the BC people to have their own uh, event, so to speak, because there is a business or directions EMEA, there is one in the US, and I think there's one in Asia, and yeah. they're not that many people working with bc Ooh, well come well if you, if you look at like the crm world and the um, finance operations kind of the same they're more crm power platform people than there are 
This is interesting, right? I think I think this is our perception. Um, I was talking to somebody about this at the conference. Is that so? In like Germany, Business Central is huge, and France and some countries, and actually they have a community that gets together and they meet. And there's you know because I run the user groups in the UK, and actually we struggle to get Business Central people together or FNO people together in the UK like they don't seem to want to come together <laughs> and meet each other and talk about stuff but it, that's the opposite apparently in in lots of countries where there is a big community of business central people and they they do get together and they do go to events and things like that and actually they struggle to get the customer engagement guys and the power platform guys to kind of engage as well so yeah it's sort of the opposite i was really surprised yeah interesting because it's if you look at the MVP population, mm. the amount of business central focused MVPs are how many? Five, six, seven, I think. It's growing. Uh, it, but is. it is. Yeah, it's small. Yeah, it's absolutely growing. Same. Yeah, same with the FNO people. There are not that many <clears throat> FNO MVPs, and they all keep getting hired by Microsoft, so they're <laughs> dwindling as well. But but you work in business centrals central centralized or how we say it a company, uh, Marcus? Uh, yeah, so there was a couple of guys starting it, and then they were like, "Well, our users are asking for a CRM system, and BC doesn't really do that." So then I and a couple of new colleagues was hired to do yeah sales and customer service. So focusing on that lower what would you say smb segment in sweden so hopefully that's going to be really good and really fun i'm learning a ton at least cool but you had fun at directions both of you yeah i was a bit hesitant to go because it was on a product that i didn't know a whole lot about when i went so i was like well, yeah, all right, I can go then. And then I realized, yeah, the place that we're going to is pretty big. And then when I came there and realized that it was 3,000 people and the amphitheater, that was huge. Uh, And it was a whole lot of sponsors from Microsoft as well. So they held most of the keynotes and they presented new things in the release wave. They showed, and they had made a good presentation that seems to be dedicated for this event. So, uh, yeah, it was really well done from Microsoft's side as well. Yeah, there was a lot of people from Microsoft. I think they had 85 people, something like that. Really a lot compared to the events that we normally go to. Um, yeah. And yeah. all well, primarily business central focus, but yeah, like with some power platform as well. But yeah, I think it's really interesting how how Microsoft are making this push to bring the products together more. Uh, because like you say, Marcus, they are complementary. You, you know, business central does some things really well. Other things are a bit basic. And that's the same with dynamic sales, for example. It can do invoicing, but it's pretty, you know, I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> so use Business Central, why wouldn't you? And then to do that, maybe you're going to use Power Automate to actually uh, connect those things together. I think that that was something that I was quite surprised by 
is the the sessions I went to that were um, around Power Automate and Vivian. How do you pronounce her surname? Voss. Voss, but not Tiemann. Vivian Voss. Okay, let's go with Vivian Voss. She did a session which was like introduction to Power Automate, and it was really well attended. It was the last session of the day. And I really got the vibe that people were just a bit like, wow, look at what we can do with this tool because we've got all of these connectors and we've got a BC connector and Dataverse, but also a thousand other connectors for just about anything. And that, that seemed to be more of a wow moment for a lot of people in the sessions I went to, more so than it would be on our side of the fence because we've, we've known about Power Automate for a long time. Yeah. So talking about sessions, what was the best session you went to? I can go, then I would say Vivian's because I talked to you, Andrew, and Vivian and Yannick afterwards. And then I learned even more about this. Okay, how do you do this? And what's the history behind these connections? And he told the story that, well, six months ago, these Microsoft connectors that was actually built to do BC... That was pretty much crap. You can do some first level demos. Uh, he's perhaps he didn't say that, but oh, uh, I, I know him. He probably said crap. <laughs> <laughs> he he said you can do demos with it, but not anything else. But then watch it today, and he was like, "Now you can bring value with this. Now it's now it's where it's supposed to be." So I was really yeah. surprised to learn that. And perhaps that's why people are turning up now. Now people can actually use it. Yeah, I think you mentioned that, actually. I think Yannick mentioned that that people kind of frowned upon Power Automate as just this kind of Mickey Mouse toy integration thing because it was so badly integrated with Business Central. But now they've got to the magical version 3 of the connector and or the the, um, the actions it can implement anyway, and um, and now it's really useful. And I think you think you're probably probably right there, Marcus, that people are finally able to take it seriously. Yeah. And and for you, Bibi, your session was of course the best one. Well, I don't <laughs> want to don't want to brag, right? but <laughs> no, I went to. Um, I actually didn't go to that many sessions about Business Central. You know, like how to use it or particular functionality because it's just not something i'm ever going to do but i did go to um i wanted to understand the ecosystem a bit more and i went to a session by td synex um they are a, a licensed reseller so they're what we'd call a csp um and they're the world's largest actually and they did a session on uh sort of explaining the current market in europe around business central and also the migration from on-premise to online, which is a program that Microsoft is running at the moment and has been for a while called um, AIM. I can't remember what that stands for, but <laughs> but that's a, an, in, an initiative that Microsoft want customers to move from NAV on-premise to the cloud. And that seems to be much more, much less well-developed in the business central world, I think, that move from on-premise because... Well, I'll touch on that in a second, but they did mention the keynote, the, the presenter did mention there's still 65,000 customers in Europe, not even worldwide, but in Europe that are on-premise with NAV that need to be migrated to the cloud. And I was talking to, I can't remember who I was talking to, but somebody was basically explaining that, so in our world, we might have a business application and its lifetime 
it maybe in the old world would be let's say four or five years before the company kind of outgrew it and they start re-implemented that system in something else whereas finance systems they have a life cycle of maybe 10 years 15 years because once you're into it and you've got all your stuff in there you don't want to change it you don't you don't want to move away from it and i think this is why um the move to the cloud has been much much slower in in that business central nav world uh that's just my impression anyway but i was just surprised at how many customers are still on prem and don't seem to be any in a, in any hurry to go to the cloud but of course they can only take advantage of power platform and dynamic sales and you know the good stuff the new stuff in business central once they've actually moved to the cloud so yeah it's interesting so that's one of the sessions i went to i went to vivian's session which was great excellent slides um <laughs> really impressed by those and i went to a couple of other sessions that uh, one was around Women in Dynamics, which is um, an initiative to uh, encourage not just women, women obviously, hence the name, but uh, more women into Dynamics and our Dynamics ecosystem, but also basically underrepresented minorities and and, uh, bring that conversation about diversity um, in our organizations, kind of bring that forward a bit, make that a bit more visible. So uh, that was a good session. And uh, I was just trying to think what else I went to. But Marcus, what else did you go to? Uh, I'm going to just call back a little bit to that aim. So that's accelerate, innovate, and move. And I think that's because people build stuff on BC in such a technical way that they're stuck on on-premise. Because if they now lift that to the cloud it doesn't really work the same way. So they have to find new technical solutions to the problem that they solved on premise. So okay. either apps or they have to build it in some other extensible way. So perhaps uh, as we could do when we were on premise, we could just add tables in the database. No problem. Done. Well, you can't really do that on Dataverse. And We've been in in cloud for, I don't know, a decade or something, and they're moving now. So that's perhaps some of why they're in where they are right now. Mm. But yeah, what did they go to? I was just trying to remember. We went to Donna Sarkar's session, um, which was around AI. And uh, it's called. You got 99 problem, but AI ain't one of them. (laughs) (laughs) She's good with titles. Yeah. yeah, so that was a really interesting session. Um, and she had presented that at, I want to say, South Coast Summit, um, but I didn't see it there. But in those, in the few weeks between those events, she had to revise her slides because of the, yeah. the number of co-pilots and the you know availability of co-pilots and stuff were had changed. Yeah. So, yeah, that was really entertaining. She's a great presenter. Yeah. So... I went to one of the companions because those are one of the big licensing partners, uh, at least here in Europe. So you can buy licenses and uh, and for your customers. So if you're a CSP, then you can buy the licenses there. Um, So they have new offerings to help smaller partners or their partners to sell, build, Stuff like that. Uh, what's new in Dataverse and Dynamics 365 app integrations? So I was, how do you 
do this synchronization as one on co-pilot in power platform a workshop i ended day one with a workshop on power platform and dataverse integration and that was a packed room so they had to stop that was, they had to stop people and i was like i could be in there for like 45 minutes and then i was like oh come on uh it's too many people too poor wi-fi and uh, i gotta get okay. out and catch some air <laughs> so it was it was a what was it like a, a two-hour workshop on an integration something like that yeah one and, hour 45 minutes it was like a yeah. hundred or 250 people in it or it was massive yeah wasn't it? but not everyone could join that session so uh, i i think when the room was packed it was a pretty small room uh, so they had to turn people away in the uh, at the door yeah but the intention uh, was that you would follow along and, yeah. and do the do the things on a trial environment or something like that yeah pretty much yeah. and they had prepared those trial environments with data and with the connection so you could do the hands-on lab that they had pre-prepared and it was microsoft's folks that had probably done the development on this very integration so it was a huge opportunity to ask questions and just okay i'm not sure how do we do this or why is it done in such a way or such an other way? Uh, so that was really good session because you don't really get, or from my point of view, I'm not an MVP as two other guests are here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the opportunity to talk to the uh, product team very much. And they were actually there. This is how we've done it. This is what we are planning to do. Uh, yeah, that's so very that was cool. good. I think that was a good thing about the representation from Microsoft as well, because it was that opportunity to talk to some very senior people or people from the product teams uh, that you're right. You know, people don't normally get that opportunity. I think, yeah. I think also that, that approach to having a workshop with a hands-on lab, I've never seen that in our conferences, you know, having a hundred or so people actually following along in a, with, with a lab as you go and for it to be quite a long session as well i've never seen that before so i thought that was interesting on day two i saw a free hour hands-on lab as well so yeah <laughs> yeah no, they had they had the workshops at um mppc and i think they have the same at eppc microsoft yeah. power platform conference and european power platform conference but their full day and I know Lisa Crosby has like a gazillion people there and she struggled with the Wi-Fi and everything. I did a workshop there as well, but I didn't have any labs. And thank God, because I couldn't even go in my system. It was so slow and the Wi-Fi was horrible. <laughs> yeah, so I think so. We would normally do like a full day workshop type of thing. Yeah. And I remember like you said, MPPC, Lisa Crosby had, she had like 150 people yeah. for a whole day. But yeah. these were actually during the conference. These were alternatives yeah. to going to sessions, which I, I thought there was sense. a different approach. And they were kind of smaller as well. So like, you know, come and learn something very specific in an hour or two hours, uh, which I thought, you know, maybe that could work for our conferences as well. It's very cool. But then it, it's, you have to choose 
two other sessions you're not going yeah. to attend. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, okay, I don't want to do two hours or three hours, but I'm missing out on all these other sessions then. <laughs> too many choices. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I want to learn how to collaborate on Teams and, of course, connected to BC, how you can expose data from BC into Teams, stuff like that, and then finish off the second day with Vivian on automate your processes with Power Automate. Yeah. Well, it sounds like Vivian had a good audience and a big audience. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was probably 80 people, maybe. She had a good turnout for to be... Wow. Yeah. Nice. And 5 p.m. day two of free. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, an hour later, the bus is starting going to the attendees party. Oh. So, I, I mean, it's very good. <laughs> she had a difficult crowd and she turned out and, uh, or I, I should say, people turned up and she delivered. Good. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I thought was different. I was going to say weird, but not weird, different, <laughs> is they had a keynote. And you were, you were saying there, Marcus, uh, the Microsoft people involved in the keynotes, they had a keynote every day. Yeah. And it was for like an hour and 45 minutes every morning, which seems like a lot to me. And I wasn't super keen to attend. <laughs> but I'm sure there was lots of valuable information in those. That, but I thought that was just different to how we do it, you know. Yeah. Typically, Power Platform events, there'd be one keynote and it's 30 minutes at the start uh, and that's it. So I've, I think some of the things were really good and you can hear in the crowd that, ooh, this was interesting. For me, everything is new, so I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> so so sometimes you can see everyone is there on the phone and then everyone talked about one particular thing and that was how you can debug from the web browser straight into the back office things. So, so that was really impressive. Yeah, cool. But um, I mean, it was, and they had done this uh, video where they had this football, people knocking it and then catching it and sending it to some other place and then rolling into the stage where they, where they were <laughs> presenting. So, I mean, they did a good thing, and then they had footballs on their uh, booth, so you can take selfies with Microsoft logo and their football. And they were pretty much always there. A lot of Microsoft folks that you can talk to and go see. So both the keynote and their booth was just a huge win all in all. Very nice. And your colleagues, Marcus, were they happy with the event? Yeah. They were, and they were pretty happy about this AIM uh, offering from Microsoft. So it's easier to lift people from on-premise to on-cloud so people can actually take easier advantage of all of the Power Platform stuff. So you don't have to do, okay, we have to have an on-premise gateway. No, none of that stuff, but just, um, yeah, more like where we are. You have a connector and then you're done. <laughs> I did um, in that TD Synex uh, session that I went to, they also, there was a partner company there called Simple Nova. And this may be interesting for, for listeners. They offer a service where, so Microsoft will offer funding for Microsoft partners of a certain size. 
to help their customers migrate from on-premise to the cloud. And that's what the AIM AIM program, that's part of that program. And the first step of that is like an assessment for the customer to see what it would take to move to the cloud. So, you know, what customizations and what changes have, have they made to their on-premise system and how, how would they go about moving it? And Simple Nova actually op- offer a service to do that assessment for you, which I thought was pretty cool. And they will generate all the reports and everything else for a fee, obviously, but the funding that's provided by Microsoft pays their fee. And so it's kind of a no-cost thing for the end customer and then they get this output from that as well you can do the assessment yourself as well as a microsoft partner but but simple nova kind of specialize in doing that process so um i thought that was that was an interesting offering really uh, i think they do it for for on-premise dynamics 365 crm as well but um yeah that would certainly take the pain out of that assessment process and then at least you know what you need to do as a partner to actually move them into the cloud yeah, because because I mean, it, <clears throat> it can be a big job. I have one customer now who's on eight point two, so they haven't yeah. updated at all since twenty sixteen. Yeah, there's so much crap in that system. You have no idea, and well, they there's are, a reason they haven't migrated, right? Yeah, <laughs> there's yeah, a there's hard. a reason, and of course they've had the system for ten years, and they haven't deleted anything at all those 10 years so all the i think they have like 50 percent of their 400k contact database is out of date and should have been deleted and it's just complete mess so it's just i can totally see that a company that would go in and do that what do you have in your system because it's 10 years of Mm probably different partners who have been in and done different things and different code. And there's just code spaghetti in it. And you, you just, where do you start at all? So sounds like a very good offer. Oh, I like it. And I'm yeah. so glad I hardly work on on-premise at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's scary. It's a re-implementation, right? You, it's, yeah. it's a data yeah. cleanse. It's migrations to new tables. It's re-implementing any code or maybe replacing it with low-code, no-code, power automate. It's a wholesale re-implementation. That's one difference between BC and actually all of the Dataverse applications other and that's the amount of product apps offerings in app source because on bc there's like three uh, half thousand apps that you can go and add to your bc there's not that many at all on the dataverse side i kind of knew that that the bc ISV ecosystem is huge and it, and you just expect to use ISV add-ons as part of your yeah. BC implementation. I was speaking to a, one of the partners and he said it's just it, it's easier to implement in a way because you you give the customer BC and then you say okay for these requirements we're going to buy these three add-ons and we're going to install them configure them and off you go. Whereas on our side, we would say, well, we're going to build a load of stuff. We're going to configure a load of stuff. We're probably not going to use many ISV add-ons. So I think the ecosystem is much more mature on Business Central side. And that, I think, mirrors products like or, or 
companies like Salesforce, they have a massive app exchange where it's really easy for customers to add ISV products to Salesforce, as it is for BC, or at least it's quite easy for BC. I think that's much more healthy, to be honest, rather than paying somebody to build everything over and over again. It's a different mindset. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) (laughs) All right, then. Yeah, but I agree. So did you have any spare time or was it just conference and attendee parties and just work 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 all the work, time work, work. well <laughs> they, they they were but they were sort of connected to the conference so day one there was this a companion um agreement part no sorry some yeah welcome to the show party uh and then day two i was to a sort of swedish dinner you were to something else right bibi yeah i went to on on day one Cloud i went Cabaret. to uh yes that's what we did i was trying to remember so we had some one of the vendors that was uh at the exhibition uh called they're a company called sia sia 365 and they're from the UK and they had a booth at the expo, but they also hosted drinks in the evening for customers and we are a customer of theirs. So we went to that f- first for a couple of hours and we had some food. And then we went to the cabaret, which uh, was a party organized by uh, a load of ISVs, basically mm-hmm. in a circus cool. tent. Wow. And they had like cabaret acts. We actually missed quite a lot of that because we arrived a bit late, <laughs> <laughs> but they, uh, yeah, Yannick and Vivian got dressed up, like properly dressed up, <laughs> which I was not expecting. Uh, so yeah, Yannick had this red suit on. Vivian had this like 1920s, really nice dress on. Um, cool. And, uh, yeah, it was very cool. And we stayed there. That was, that was quite a long night. <laughs> so a little bit, uh, a little bit rusty the next day. Um, but no, <laughs> so that was the first day. And then the second day, we went to the party, which was organized by the conference, which was huge. It was in this uh, like converted warehouse down by the river. And there must have been a thousand people there probably. And there was there yeah. was a band and a singer and food and drinks and stuff. And we went on a uh, boat trip because it was right by the river. We went on a, a cruise up and down the river at nighttime. Mm-hmm. That was nice. So you got to see so, some yeah. of Lyon. Yeah, yeah, just in the dark. <laughs> no, it's nice. It was fun. Yeah, there was lots going on every night. Yeah, I would recommend going again. Yep, to Lyon or to Directions. I would like to go to Lyon. <laughs> to Directions. So but next heard... year it's in it's in Vienna next year, which is just a beautiful city, and that's I'm, I'm really tempted to go there. I haven't been there for quite a long time. Never been. Hmm. So could you see yourself going to any of the other directions? Like you have in the North America, you have in Asia. I I don't know if they have any other or if those are the three that are there. Those are the three, yeah. I wouldn't go there. It's too far from me. I'd rather stay with one a year and then go to that one. Perhaps they, they have some other that they call locally days mm-hmm. of knowledge or something. Yeah, days Perhaps of knowledge. I will attend that because then they have one in the Nordics, Udense of Denmark. That's a lot closer for me. I will probably attend that one instead of going to the 
far away, like North America or Asia. Yeah, I can't. I, like you say, so there's there was a days of knowledge in the UK as well, um, which I did look at going to, but obviously the the content is very business central focused. But uh, I don't know; it's pretty expensive to go, honestly, unless you know your company's paying. <laughs> uh, it's expensive for my company, so yeah. Whether I would go, I would probably prefer to go to something like uh, MPPC in vegas or you know one of the bigger power platform conferences or dynamics we don't really have dynamics conferences at the moment but yeah um one of those so because it's more relevant content for me i think and of course yeah. both of you are going to nordic summits and scottish summit next year of course yeah yes yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> correct answer from both good <laughs> uh, where is nordic summit again next year it's here it's in my hometown so it's oslo Awesome. Love yes. that city. Nice. Yeah. Yes. And where is Scottish Summit going? That's in Aberdeen. That's in yep. middle of Scotland, I want That'll to say. North of, yeah. um, further north of Glasgow and Edinburgh. East side. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. yeah. So right. there are a lot of direct flights to and from Edinburgh with Logan Air. So I know that there's a direct flight from Oslo. So there's... There are several possibilities there. And that's going to be huge, really, really fun. I am in charge of the, the, the all the events outside of the actual two-day event. So workshops, oh, cool. cabaret, parties. And <laughs> nice. We have some, nice. some very, very cool stuff. <laughs> all right. And of course, good. Oslo is always nice. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, love Oslo. So what was your favorite thing about Directions this year? I think for me, it was, there's not one thing. It was just, it was a different experience. And that's why I want, that's one of the reasons I wanted to go was to uh, get that exposure to the Business Central sort of ecosystem and community. And yeah, I think I achieved that. And I met some some people that, you know, I wouldn't have ordinarily spoken to and found out lots about, you know how things work so yeah that was my that was the biggest benefit i think yeah and for me it was meeting all of the isv at the show in the expo hall learning about those add-ons and of course learning content that i can use and actually meeting a lot of interesting people as well so that was really fun so yeah definitely recommend it awesome so both of you are happy I would go yes. again. Yeah. Yes. So Very go good. to directions for partners or it's just directions, right? It's yeah, directionsforpartners.com. So it's a direction, the letter for partners.com. So yeah. that's how you can find it. All Very right. nice. Vienna next year in when is it? Same time, November? Yeah, same time. It's around uh, end of October, November sometime. And the the American one or the North American one is is at a different time of the year, and the uh, Asian one, which I think was in Bangkok this year, that's again at a different time. I think that one's smaller, and I think the one in the US is smaller, but they're still the same sort of content. Still like a thousand people, maybe. Yeah. So yeah. directions EMEA twenty twenty four. It's going to be the sixth to the eighth of November. Ah, so. so it's about the same time frame, early yeah. November. Yeah. Very nice. So what is uh, the next events you're going to? 
Hi, do you have anything planned? I don't have any planned. I think I will go to the one day some knowledge. I think it's in April to see if I can go there just because it's so close and convenient. Uh, otherwise, uh, I don't have anything scheduled. New boobs. Yeah, no, I think this is the only, well, that was the last international conference for me this year. I've got a couple of things in the UK. And then next year, it's always always quiet over Christmas and New Year. And I know that Tallinn, the Tallinn Town Hall is coming up in February, I want to say yeah. February, um, which I'd love to go to. I'm not sure about that one yet. Um, but then we're into proper conference season after that. So um, yeah. after MVP Summit, there is what's happening in April. Um, Hamburg, Color Cloud in Hamburg, which is a new conference I'm really looking forward to. So, yeah. And then in May, we have EPPC and in is May. No, I got it the wrong way around. Dynamics Minds is in May. So Dynamics oh, yes. Minds, that's oh, in Slovenia. That's a good one. We're going to that. That's cool. Quite yep. a lot of BC and FNO and actually at that conference as well. And then June is EPPC. That's right. And I don't know after that. <laughs> Nordic Summit. Scottish Summit, of course. In of the course, fall. yes. Yeah. <laughs> Do any of these conferences have opened now? So people that are listening can sign up for them like right now? Or do they have a call for speakers now? Or do you know how that's? Yeah, so I know that the Color Cloud, which is happening in April, that has a call for speakers open right now. So middle of November, uh, I think it runs till December. And EPPC has a call for speakers open right now. Dynamics Minds, they have one open at the moment. I think that's just opened. Or maybe it, it, yes. it opens yeah. soon. It's open. Yeah, yeah open I'm pretty now. sure it's publicly open. Pretty sure. <laughs> All right. So we will be sure to add it to the show notes so people can yeah. find these conferences. Yes. And and I think we, yeah, I think we also need to mention uh, Guido has made Guido Preta has made a, a website for the communityevents.it. Yes. So that's where that's he one. has got together all the different events, and everyone can go in there and put their events there and see when the ticket is open, when the call for speakers is open, and. Um, that's I'm pretty sure that's meant to be like for all of uh, the Microsoft stash. So not just Power Platform and Dynamics, but all of it. So that's a good site to keep up to date with. Nice. Yes. We will that's be sure also, to add that to well as well. It's also translated into Norwegian. <laughs> Is it? <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> Randomly enough. <laughs> Yeah, I can see that here. But it's listed as bookmol. So if you're not sure what that is. <laughs> uh, yes. All right. But uh, thank you for your participation in CRM Rocks, Andrew Bibi. You're very welcome. Anytime. Love to come back. And thanks to you, Molling, for helping us doing this interview. Thanks for joining us, Marcus. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for being attendee. Yeah. And uh, you are listening. Uh, don't forget that you can find, um, find us on your favorite podcast player. And see you next time on CM Rocks.